0: anyone fancy a pint? Well, what if I told you there's an event where you can have a pint and get a nice dose of science at the same time? It's called Pint of Science. Maybe you've heard of it. It's a national festival that brings together scientists and people who want to hear about all the latest research while enjoying a refreshing drink at the pub. Pint of Science was on earlier this year in May, and I went along with my podcast gear and went to the Keg and Brew in Surrey Hills, Sydney, to see a presentation by scientist Dr. Manuel Esperon-Rodriguez from Western Sydney University. He's also known as the Tree Detective. He's been researching something that's going to become increasingly relevant in the near future, the impact of climate change on urban forests. Now, maybe this sounds like an oxymoron, but urban forests are all around us. It includes any tree, shrub, bush or grasses you might see in your urban jungle environment on a day-to-day basis. Manuel's been researching what causes the difference between life and death for these vital parts of our urban ecosystem. So, here's some little snippets from his awesome presentation. Starting with, what makes a tree succeed or fail in the city?
1: Uh, so if you can think about, if you have seen a dead tree in the city, and, or a shrub or, or anything, maybe it was after a heat wave or after a drought, or I think that probably you all have seen dead trees. But the problem is that we don't know exactly what kills trees, so, this is why my research uh, has been focusing about trying to understand why some trees die and trying to identify and disentangle the causes of tree mortality and this is a very difficult question to respond because sometimes we can find trees that are planted in the same location and one species may die, whether the other one is fine, or even individuals of the same species that you can just fail. So it's really difficult to actually say why a tree is dying. And this is because if you think, let's think about an urban tree, they are growing um, in a limited space, in a limited soil volume, with limited water, limited nutrients. Uh, Probably they are planted in difficult conditions where they have to deal with this kind of um, um, Human uh, structure. Uh, they also are subjected to uh, development. They have more stress. Uh, of course, they are dealing with people and traffic. So, vandalism is a huge problem for trees in cities. And plus, we have uh, storms that can affect trees. Also, we have pests and diseases and climate change like heat waves and drought. And as you can see,
0: it's a tough life in the city. So basically, we're not exactly sure why some trees die. It's most likely a combination of a bunch of stress factors, which I can relate to. And cutting down trees for development also means that sometimes we don't get to witness a natural death at all. But it's worth working out exactly what is happening with them because, well, they're precious and important.
1: Trees are an asset. And they are very a very costly asset and governments need to save money and they need to reduce the failures and in order to reduce the failures we need to know what is killing the trees so we can actually address what's going on in the ground and also it's very important because of the services and benefits that urban forests provide to all of us so if you can think of the benefits of urban trees urban forests, we have heat mitigation carbon sequestration we have social integration And I think that one of the lessons that probably we all learned from the COVID-19 pandemic is how important are the green spaces for the improvement of uh, mental and physical health.
0: So Manuel mentioned that the trees that are doing a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to providing us with the most benefits are not surprisingly the big old ones. If we're losing the big old trees because of climate change or development or simply because they die from urban stresses, then young, newly planted trees definitely don't stand a chance. So Manuel became a tree detective. He embarked on a very ambitious project to ask councils across the country which trees were failing.
1: So I reached out to over 200 uh, local councils in all Australia asking the specific question, do you know a specific species that you don't want to plant because you know it's going to fail for climate change? And out of these 200 plus Uh, local government areas. Not a single one have a list of species. They just don't record this. They don't keep records of failures and let alone the records of climate change.
0: Rather than getting discouraged, Detective Manuel went on the hunt to see if this was a phenomenon limited to Australia. But after creating a network of scientists in 22 different countries, he found that this lack of data around climate change and urban tree deaths... Is going on around the globe.
1: In none of these countries, including the US, China, UK, Italy, uh, Spain, they couldn't tell me that they are actually recording uh, climate change-driven failures. So I got to the point where I said, okay, we don't know what it's failing, climate change is occurring, so what can I do? How can my research help governments to advise them and say okay these plants shouldn't be planted?
0: He identified 3,000 plant species across 87 Australian cities and compared them to two risk factors. The first one
1: is the safety margin. This is just a measure of how stress is a plant currently planted. So for example, if we know that a given plant can tolerate 20 degrees of temperature, that's the hottest that the plant can tolerate and it is planted in a city that can become as hot as 30 or 35 degrees, we highlighted that species and we said, okay, this species is already planted in a city that is outside of the tolerance, and this is a risk for the species. And we did this for all the 3000 plus species in all the cities. The second metric uh, was the risk that this is similar to the safety margin, but this is just projected to 2050 or 2070. So using climate change projections, I can tell that this plant or that plant will be at risk because of the future climate change in a given city.
0: And Manuel found something completely shocking. Today, in cities across Australia, almost 90% of the plants already planted in cities are experiencing conditions that are exceeding their tolerance. If you pictured your favourite park with 90% of the plants gone, would it still be your favourite? But that's only taking into account climate. Imagine if you also include development and vandalism. Coming up after the break, Manuel gets an interesting question from the audience and he shares some suggestions for the future and an exciting tool he's working on that can help you choose what trees you should plant in your garden. prepare to be amazed by plants and the incredible work that goes into saving them in our What the Flora video series on YouTube. In each episode, you'll get up close with plant life and the experts dedicated to understanding and protecting them. From hand pollinating tiny endangered orchids with toothpicks to battling plant diseases with DNA science, What the Flora is your chance to see our science and horticulture in action like never before. Subscribe to the Royal Botanic Garden Sydney's YouTube channel and hit the bell to be notified of new episodes and to join the live Q&A when the new episodes premiere. Back in the pub, Manuel is fielding some questions from the audience like one from a gentleman who asked what the place is for native species in a warming climate.
1: It's very interesting because the natives, many natives are the ones that are more in danger. So we are actually trying to um, understand why is this happening and this is a challenge because councils, many councils don't want to plant exotic species. They want just to keep the natives. But what we're seeing is that in the future, they will have to start planting more exotic species from warmer uh, climates of origin. Um, So yeah, it it seems like the natives, many natives are not going to do very well for climate change.
0: It's a pretty sad reflection, thinking that many of the beautiful Australian natives will be under stress. But the very thing that makes them so unique that is, Australia's geographic isolation, is also what makes them more vulnerable. So, placing ourselves in a city of the future, let's say Sydney in 2050, what does Manuel reckon would be a good tree species to plant in these new and warmer climatic conditions? One that will still be around to give us that bitter green shade we love.
1: There are many eukes that are, are, are going to do well, that they are actually um, fine with climate change. Eucalyptus species. The eucalyptus species that are doing very well are those that have broad distributions like eucalyptus uh, camadulensis. Yeah, that, that's basically planted everywhere and, and growing everywhere, so that will do fine. Uh, but yeah, it is uh, a long list of species that can do well. And also the other thing that we can do based on these results uh, is if we know that a city that is going to be warmer uh, than Sydney, for example, let's think about Brisbane. We know that Brisbane is much more warmer than than Sydney. So we can identify the species that are going to do very well in Brisbane and suggest those to be planted in, in Sydney.
0: And what about you, the gardener at home? Well, The project Manuel has been working on is called Which Plant Where? It's still in development, but basically his research will help you find out exactly which plants are suitable for your garden in a changing climate.
1: It is already a web tool that people can can log in, and you can actually put your postal code, and it can tell you the plants that you can actually plant in your postal code in 2030, 2050, or 2070. So yeah, this is actually out there to help people.
0: Thanks for listening to Branch Out. If you want to know more about Manuel's research, you can find him on Twitter. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a five-star rating and a review. It helps more people find Branch Out to discover the surprising world of plants next week, we're back with another Fast Flora Facts episode, where I share the most interesting bite-sized bits of research, stories, and just downright cool facts about everything to do with plants. To get every Branch Out episode, make sure you hit the follow button. I'm Vanessa Fuchs, and this episode of Branch Out was produced by Dan Butler.